welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Finger Thief, and I'm joined here by Logar. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. <laughs> so, Logar, <laughs> I know you're typically a barbarian, and I'm typically a thief, but today we want to try to find something new, right? We're going to roll up a character for swords and wizardry and see how long this takes us. <laughs> Well, it should be pretty quick. We'll probably spend the most time arguing what class our new character should be. <laughs> well, I mean, the question is, what class can our new character be? Let's go 3D6 down the line, no re-rolls, and just do it that way and see what we come up with. That's kind of the old school crazy way that everybody's afraid to do, and let's see what happens. All right, so do you have your pencil and eraser and paper? I do, and I have a character sheet printed out, and I have 3D6, and I'm rolling from the start. I have a six of or six of them. <laughs> Wait, I have to... a strength of 12. I got two fives and a two. All right. So you want me to roll decks? Uh, well, what, are you doing your own and I'm doing my own? I don't know. How, however yeah, you want to do it. You roll up one and I'll roll up one. <laughs> okay. In that case, let me roll my strength and yeah. see what I get. I rolled a, an eight. Okay. I'm going down to dexterity. I've got a 13. I'm doing pretty good so far. I'm not. I rolled another eight for my decks. Oh, no. I wrote a six and two ones. Um, so Constitution, I just rolled a nine. I wrote an 11. You can take one more hit than I am, probably. <laughs> yeah. Intelligence. Ooh, I got a 10 for my intelligence. I got a 12. We're moving on to wisdom. Ooh, I got a 10 for my wisdom. I got a 14. I think I know what my person's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I've got a charisma of 14. I got a charisma of 12. Wah, wah, wah. So charisma is my highest, followed by dexterity. Now, all right, is wisdom followed by an average charisma or, charisma or intelligence? <laughs> now, in this, it's got like prime attributes, which you'd need. So, like, a fighter has to have a strength of 13 or higher. So, I'm not strong enough to be a fighter. Nor am I. A magic user should have an intelligence of 13 or higher. I'm not smart enough to be a magic user. Uh, no, neither am I. A monk needs a wisdom of 13 or higher. I'm not wise enough to be a monk. I could be a monk because I have a wisdom of 14. A paladin needs a strength of 13 or higher. Nope. Ranger needs 13 or higher. On which one? Strength? Ranger on, yeah, on strength. Nope. A thief needs a dexterity of 13 or higher. I have a 13 of dexterity. I do not. I have an eight. So what can you qualify here for? I could qualify to be a cleric. I almost qualified to be a druid, but my charisma is just under a 12. But my wisdom is a 14. A cleric. So for a cleric, I just need a wisdom of at least 13 plus. So. Oh, yeah. I, mi I missed a couple at the beginning of the book. The assassin needs a dexterity, strength, and intelligence, all of 13 or higher. Yep. And then the druid needs a wisdom and charisma 13 or higher. So I'm I'm a thief. I'm a cleric. <laughs> yep, the there dice we go. dice decided for us, which is a little different, I think, than what the way games tend to go these days. Correct. A lot of times with games today, they have all kinds of complicated rules in terms of you can switch one or switch however many you want or re-roll. To be honest, I, I often have a, a rule or two in there to make it so that you can play something you want and you're not stuck with a 3D6 down the line. But we're trying it out for this. We're doing it old school. So, you know, with my cleric having a strength and dex of an eight and eight apiece, 
I'm probably going to be more of like a, a lowly fire tuck versus a combat crusader. <laughs> All right. Which one do we want to do first? We'll go down the roll and down the line and, and, and check it out. I, You want to do the cleric or the thief first? Uh, why don't we do your thief first? All right. So the thief gets a 1d4 hit die. So let me pull out a, a four-sided die. So again, we're using the swords and wizardry complete handbook to uh, do our character rolling right now. I have two for my hit points. I rolled a two and a four. All right. I think um, our party is going to have to be very, very, very careful. I'm going to have to do a lot of sneaking. Armor and shield permitted. Leather armor only. No shield. So I'm putting that down. You're a thief, so. Leather armor only. Weapons permitted. Any but magical weapons are limited to daggers and sword. So putting that down. Magic limited to dagger and sword. Thief class abilities. The thief gets backstab when attacking with surprise from behind. The thief gains a plus four to hit and inflicts double damage at levels five through eight. Be a backstab damage of is sort. tripled. What's that? Be like a backstab attack. Yep, we get backstab. I'm just writing that down. The savings throw bonus. Thieves gain a plus two bonus on savings throw against devices, including traps, magical wands, or staff, and other magical devices. So I'm going to write down plus two savings throw on those. Read normal language at third level. So I'm done. I'm first level. The next, the next couple things you get at third level, you get read normal languages. These this level can figure out the gist of most written languages and have an 80% chance to comprehend treasure maps or written documents. Read magical writings comes in at ninth level as well as established guild. Then you get thieving skills. Climbing walls or cliffs, the percentage chance is what the thief needs to climb a wall that others cannot climb. You get delicate tasks. This is used for disabling small mechanical traps like poison needles and stuff like that. Hearing sounds, a thief can hear well when concentrating. Hiding in the shadows, thieves can make themselves very hard to see. Moving silently and opening locks. Now, there is a chart for all those, and those are written down thieving skills already on your sheet. So climbing walls starts at 85%. Delicate tasks is 15. So what does delicate tasks involve? Is that like trap disarming? Like traps and stuff, like traps and stuff like that, disarming them and things along yeah. those lines or like, you probably even do pickpocketing. Hear sounds is three and six. Now when it says percent, you're rolling under a percentage of the percentile die. When it says three and six, you're rolling a six sided die and trying to get like a one, two or three. Hide in shadows is a 10%. So you've only got like a one in 10 chance of hiding in shadows as a level one thief. Move silently is 20%. And that's a, a one in five chance you got there. Then open locks is a 10% chance. The next thing the thief needs is non-human thief bonus table. And I didn't really choose any kind of race. I'm just kind of sticking with I guess I was sticking with humans. Should I should I should I try I mean, to roll a die and see if I I, I get a, a another race? A, a race bonus? I don't know. I mean, you can always just, just pick halfling and then see what type of bonuses you get for for that. So the halfling gets a plus five to delicate tasks, which makes it a twenty instead of fifteen percent. Hide in shadows increases to get a plus ten percent. So now you're at twenty percent. 
and then you move silently, you also get a 10%. That puts you at a 30%, which makes you really good at that compared to the and, others. And uh, opening locks is also a plus 10% as well, too. All right. And that takes you from a 10% to a 20%. In order to your savings throw is a 15. So in the little box that says savings throw, I'm putting a 15. And then we'd need to purchase some armor and weapons and stuff to round out the character, essentially. Any kind of equipment. And thieves can only have leather armor. No shield. So leather armor gives you an armor class of negative two or plus two. Depending if you're ascending or descending, right? Yeah, with swords and wizardry, you can do ascending or descending. So if you want to do a descending armor class, like with the charge and everything, you do a negative two for your armor class would be to start off with. I'm personally a fan of ascending. So I'm going to say, let's just put a plus two for armor class, which pitch, you start at 10. That puts your armor class at 12. So they have to roll a 12 to go over. And then we just fill out the rest, what your alignment is. Now this has three alignments, chaos. Neutral and good or lawful. Or, yeah, lawful, chaotic, and neutral. Um, you have prime attributes, which is my dexterity. Your dex, yep. You have your level, which is I'm at first level. Their deity, age, race is, of course, halfling, and you can choose your gender, your class up there goes as thief. And you've got a character. Yep, it's pretty quick. So let's finish out that cleric. Okay, so for the cleric, I have a strength of eight, a dex of eight, a constitution of 11, intelligence of 12, wisdom of 14, and charisma of 12. For my hit points, it's a 1d6, and I wrote a three, so I'm right in the middle. I don't have any constitution bonus because I don't believe an 11 has a attribute bonus on constitution. There's no modifier for that. Uh, saving throw is 15, but I get a saving throw of plus two versus paralysis and poisoning. In terms of my class abilities, I can have divine spell casting. But what's interesting is this is old school D&D, so I get no spells at level one. <laughs> I don't get a spell until level two, which is different from some of the modern systems. Um, I am able to use any type of armor and shield, and I can use blunt weapons and no missile weapons. So since my character is very low in strength and low in dex, he's not going to be, or she, when I be a, like a warrior priest, it's probably going to be like a, like I said, a fire tuck evangelical, probably going to give him a robe and a staff or a club with some padded armor so that he can be a preacher type versus like a warrior type just because of his, of their lower strength and dex. So the beauty of this system to me is that it's easy to get a game started and get people to roll up characters. The one thing we didn't do was buy equipment. Buying equipment is the most pain in the ass thing of rolling up a character in this game because you got to take the time to add. And purchase. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather use equipment kits to start to move things along. And there's plenty of resources out there for equipment kits. The worst part about it, getting an equipment kit is just writing the stuff down that's listed. Now, Castles and Crusades has a great the Adventures Backpack. Adventures Backpack, yeah. Yeah, I love using that for equipment. Like, go ahead, grab it, get everything in there, start you off with what you need by class and stuff like that. I think, uh, doesn't basic role-playing also have equipment kits I'm for not, free? I think maybe there was something like that out there. I can't recall. So, um, there's a there's quite a few out there equipment packs. I think there may be a Swords and Wizardry. I'm, in fact, I'm pretty sure that when the box set came out, there was a PDF or something floating around for equipment lists, but grab your equipment list and do it or have people purchase their equipment. However you want to do it. I would 
go with equipment lists most of the time. Or one of the things I like to do is yank from other games. I like the idea of having a backpack with 12 slots and not worrying about his encumbrance as much. I like the idea of having 12 different slots in your bag. The top number one slots, the thing at the top of your bag, the number 12 yep. slots, the things that are bottom, go ahead and buy 12 items with the money you have and whatever you put at the top is easiest for you to get. You roll a die to see how far you can dig during that turn if you try to yank something out. Yep, big fan of equipment backpack sheets as well, too. So stuff that we've imported into our own personal games. Yeah. Well, that's about all we have today. That's a quick character to roll up. One of the appeals of playing old school games, make your, make your players roll up, too. So they have a backup when you slaughter them. Uh, yes, I remember that one game we were playing with uh, basic fantasy role play. And uh, I think what Jane and I died in the same pit. <laughs> trap yeah. that you got that you had <laughs> yeah a lot of people died going into that dungeon real quick yep if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today please share with your friends give us a positive review wherever you're listening you can find us on facebook we're pretty active just search wobblies and wizards like and follow wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog i'm on twitter at logar we're on patreon we could use the support and those of you that are supporting us thank you from the bottom of my heart it's so helpful that's patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards we are putting up more uh exclusive episodes and things like that to check out there and there will be a few more things besides just podcast episodes going up as well there's already at least one adventure on there there should be more going in the future so keep those dice rolling all right roll up those characters roll them up fast